I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In South Central L.A. Yo, Benita, let's do the local thing. It's tough to beat the streets. What am I supposed to do? Fool roll up, try to smoke me? I'm gonna shoot the motherfucker. You have to think, young brother, about your future. Why are you sweating me? You're my only son, and I'm not gonna lose you to no bull. Raven, don't worry about it. I can take care of myself. Trey wanted to work his way up. Trey is a grown man now. He is not a little boy anymore. I heard you like Mr. GQ smooth now. Maybe some of what you gotta rub off on him. Ricky was looking for a better life. I want to do something with my life, all right? I want to be somebody. When you were a little boy, you used to run around here all the time with that football in your hand. I always knew you would amount to something. Doughboy was living by the laws of the street. Fuck you looking at, nigga? We got a problem here? We got a problem, nigga? Can we have one night where there ain't no fight, nobody gets shot? It's hard to be a saint in South Central L.A. I don't understand why you insist on learning things the hard way, Trey, but you're going to learn. Man, I suck your dick. Welcome to Recap and Gown, a podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much, man. My sister's birth, she was born on February 22nd, 1982, 2282. Oh, boy. So 222. 
2022 is her 40th birthday. Oh, Happy birthday, sis, in case you're listening. I know sometimes you do. <laughs> um, I had a little party for her. Figured I'd throw that out there. That's a crazy birthday to have. That's crazy. And it's, a, and it's like your 40th. I'm like, that's wild. So happy birthday. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> for for longtime listeners, this is the sister I was shocked to find out Dave had after being friends yes. for 15 years or whatever. <laughs> got two of them, man. Two of them. I knew you had one. I knew yeah. you had one. I didn't know you had two. Uh, I'll yeah. be damned. Yeah. <laughs> Flying solo in the Lone Star State, this podcast chief city planning and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Not much. Um, I don't know what I was going to say, but I saw Spider-Man. Uh, I always want to call it Far From Home. It is No Way Home, but I saw it yesterday. Hmm. I've Finally. heard good things. I, I have not good. seen it and probably won't see it's it. Very it good. Good. It's very good. It's very yeah. good. It's good. Yeah. My beef yes. with these Marvel movies is they're all too goddamn long. Uh, yes. 90 it's minutes. Good. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah. I, like, I was afraid since the... Um, strange in the multiverse of madness whatever that trailer dropped that i was afraid like more things were going to get spoiled about the spider-man movie so i was mm, like it's time i get we that. should go see this film because yeah. i do not like spoilers i really don't yeah same same i actively avoid them it's uh i, I want to be surprised by things you know i don't want to yeah. i want to know what's coming me too uh so dana this was your pick uh what movie were we talking about where can we get it and what is it about uh we are watching boys in the hood from 1991 um i rented it on apple tv i don't know where else it might be available but that's what i did so uh i i think i had to watch it on prime i think i had to rent it on prime okay so you're gonna rent it people you're paying some money but it's worth it you and hey on amazon 4k if you need to see all that in 4k I think it was shot I in d- that. I don't recommend it. <laughs> 4K was recommend. not a thing. Yeah, yeah. watches on SD, and I think we all know that. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. Uh, didn't have a huge budget, uh, but you know, give the estate of John Singleton some money. So yeah, pay yeah. for it, yeah. rent yeah. it. Yeah. Hopefully, they Please. get like two cents or whatever. I don't know how the fuck the show works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes is Trey is sent to live with his father, Furious Styles. In tough South Central Los Angeles, although his hard-nosed father instills proper values and respect in him, and his devout girlfriend Brandy teaches him about faith, Trey's friends Doughboy and Ricky don't have the same kind of support and are drawn into the neighborhood's booming drug and gang culture with increasingly tragic results. Boy, that's Man. not a lot of that's not right. I don't think mm-hmm. Brandy taught him about religion. She's like, I can't no. fuck because I'm Catholic. That's, I don't, I don't that's what he learned. He he, yeah. he learned from her that Catholics can't fuck till they're don't married. And I, don't, I don't really think Ricky had anything to do with the booming drug and gang culture. He wanted uh, football. That was it. No. He, he's no. wanted football and to drink milk and eat random sandwiches <laughs> in cars all the time. That's we're what gonna we talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. We're Sorry. gonna talk Sorry. about all that. Uh, Dave, if you could give us a rundown of who's in this movie. There's a few folks that I recognized. Uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. as Jason Trey Styles the third. His name is Jason. Jason. Hey, mm-hmm. this is what Wikipedia is saying. It could be a complete, total, and utter lie. I don't know. Hold on, That's hold on. Is. Jason, Jason Trey Styles the third. So Furious, his name is also Jason. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. <laughs> insane. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Uh, Angela Bassett as his mother, Reva Devereaux. Um, Lawrence Fishburne as his father, Jason Furious Styles Jr. Okay. 
<laughs> this feels like a prank. Ice Ice Cube as Darren Doughboy Baker. Uh, Morris Chestnut as Ricky Baker. Uh, Nia Long as Brandy. Uh, Tyra Farrell as Brenda Baker. Um, Reg Green played Little Chris. Yeah. Um, Whitman Mayo as the old man. I think he's in. I only saw him in a couple scenes. He's in one um, scene. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> the these these kids over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> he did a great job with that. Uh, the male the mailman's played by the director John Singleton. Oh. Interesting. Oh, right. I forgot All to right. pick right. up yeah. on that. Okay. Dedrick D. Gobert as Dookie. Um, Baldwin C. Sykes as Monster. Um, I don't uh, Tracy Lewis Sinclair, Shaniqua. I, I don't recognize. Okay. Uh, she'll, she'll, uh, Re- Regina King played Shalika. Yeah. Um, and uh, that one officer who was terrifying, oh. Jesse Lawrence Ferguson, as uh, as Officer Coffee. That scene is very, very bothersome. Um, scenes with him in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a, a literal boogeyman. And yeah. uh, Ferris's trigger man, uh, they call him Knucklehead Number Two, mm. is Lloyd Avery the Second. Okay, all right, that's that's a pretty comprehensive rundown there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's go around the horn and give some memories of the first time we saw this. Dana, what do you got? So I don't know if I can like specifically like say I saw this whenever, but like so if it came out in '91, I would have been like eight. But Dalton theaters, but- huh? <laughs> Probably. So like we had like my parents had like a like if it was like black or Irish, because those are like two of my main heritages, I was allowed to watch it. So like I saw Glory in the movie theater. Oh okay. like all right. So, so you could see really? theaters then. <laughs> wow. So there's a chance I we either saw this in the movie theater or like when we rented it, I was allowed to watch it with the family. So I know I definitely saw it as a kid. Um and I think watched it like Growing up, it was on television. Um, I can tell a story later about how I used it once in school. Um, and I used to own this on DVD. So, like, it was like a, it was an important film in my Seminal life. Seminal movie for as you. A kid. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah. I have no idea why. But yeah. It's really good. I get it. Yeah, uh, it's very good. But, like, yeah. I was probably eight when I saw it. Nine tops. <laughs> and it's just young. like, it didn't need to happen. <laughs> but again, if anything was black or Irish, I was a lot to consume it i get that that makes sense to me dave how about you i finished it about 20 minutes ago first time Um, huh yeah that's wild i am very curious to see how this landed with you uh yeah for me um so my first memory of this movie my parents went to go see it in the theater it was like a date night and came back I remember, yeah well similar to dana's thing if there's a black movie my parents will go see it in the theater They've seen every Medea movie in theaters. I'm like, you guys, stop going. Oh, they're, they're bad. Okay. Mm. Stop doing this. But yeah, they. I'm so they, glad I was like grown by the time Tyler Perry came on the scene. Well, we <laughs> we used to have. I think we had um a DVD of like like Medea's backyard cookout or whatever. Like when they were still straight to DVD, and I'm like, what the fuck is this, you guys? Like, mm. no, 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 support this. I'm like, you don't have to support it. But yeah, they. <laughs> They went to go see this in the theater as a, on, this, on the date night. Remember, they came back, and I remember my parents like sitting down at the kitchen table and having like a cup of coffee, having to like debrief from this. Just having to be like, oh, okay, because 
I mean, so this is this is essentially the neighborhood that I was born in. Um, oh, I was born in Inglewood, so that's like I mean, Shit. it's a block from here, probably. Like this is right in the same area that I grew up, and this would have been three years after we left. So like, oh, this okay. is still very, very fresh for them. My mom is from this area, so this is all very very fresh for them. Um, and I think it they were like emotionally affected and like shaken up from having seen this. Um, and then for me personally, I went on this kick when I was like 20 of just digging into a whole lot of black cinema, just like gobbling all of it up. I think it started with do the right thing. And they made like a list and I'm like, I'm watching all of these. And this was like right in that mix. So I don't remember the first time specifically, because like I said, last week, it's one of the two movies that I will watch from wherever it is until the end, every time it's on. And I've seen it uh, 30, 40 times probably. So like, they all kind of blend together, but yeah, the first time was for sure in college. And I just remember being like, yeah, this is fucking heavy. Yeah. Heavy. I'm going to say, I also probably saw do the right thing when I was too young for that film too. I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. You're too young for just the opening credits of that movie. Just, just the, the Rosie Perez. Yeah. (laughs) Not even the ice cube. It's her, her gyration dancing. There's a lot of pelvic (laughs) thrusts. A whole lot of them. That was good. Yeah. I I had the criteria, I I had the criterion collection DVD when I was like 16. Fantastic. I wish we could watch it in this podcast, but they're all of age. So we probably can. Um, Dana, did this make the grade for you? Should they pull it back? Yeah, I still think it's great. Yeah. Um, I think like they're just like, I don't want to say like story elements, but like some of the direction could have been better. And I was reading that like John Singleton, this is like his, well, know, spoiler for the fun facts. It was the first movie he ever directed. So like, and they shot it in sequential order. So he's like, it oh. gets better as I go along. Cause like I get more comfortable. Okay. Um, yeah, I still think it makes the grade. I have thoughts about like other things, which will be a question later if we have time. But yeah, I thought it still holds up. You know, I think certain parts of it stuck out of my head. And like, I was like, oh, that happens way later in the film. Like, I think so much more happens than I remembered. So yeah, but I still thought it was very good. It makes the grade. Okay. Okay. Dave, how about you? It was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. No, it's, you like movies that like, that that kind of pull you in and you want to keep watching and this one never bored everything was happening those those helicopters really oh my god yeah. um and uh ultimately leads leads up to a shocking conclusion and uh, i'm still a little it, I'll shook i was I, I was real i was real sad at the end yeah, yeah. it uh got to me really liked it um and uh, made me completely forget about that dumb, uh, uh, the acoustic version of Boys in the Hood back from our, our days in high school. Fuck dynamite that, hack! How dare which you? Which was which was pretty much what? the 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 the, ex, the extent of the name Boys in the Hood that I'd ever heard until I heard the actual song and then heard about this movie. So, Dana, are you unfamiliar with this? Really? Someone does an acoustic version of Boys okay. in the Hood. Okay. Yeah. Oh. There's this piece of shit band named Dynamite Hack. They did not just like an acoustic version, yeah. like a like a almost like a folk song version of the Ice T Boys in the Hood, which like first of all, that song what? is like terrifying. <laughs> like yeah. Ice T as a rapper was legit scary. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, the the original is as gritty and dark as it got at the time. And so, yeah, when we were in high school, maybe like 2001, I would guess. Yeah. 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 Dynamite Hack made uh, a cover. They full on say the N word in the cover, the whole nine. Like it is. I'm assuming they're white. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Video, just checking. Was, video was all over the box. You could yep. buy it for. That was on the box. Two ninety nine. that cost. And I'll, I'll put a link in our um, in our Facebook group so you guys can see this fucking travesty. But it, it's 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 very much like we're in the suburbs and in golf carts. And I'm like, <sighs> oh, my God. I know the song you're talking you about now. You sure yeah. do. Because the bill boys. works with one of the guys. Oh, oh fuck no. him. Oh no! Oh, I am big uh, mad. Yeah, that. that I like on it, them. the second you started to sing it. I was like, oh wait a second, mm-hmm. I do know. Yeah, okay, Alpine play. I was bumping yeah. new shit buying WA. No, fuck oh, you guys. God, yeah, yeah. I fuck think Bill Manage is one of those guys. Oh, like, tell Bill to fire that guy. He's like a developer now. Yeah, like a software developer. He should be canceled for that. Um. um oh, yeah. Okay, no, yeah. fucked up. Uh, Sorry, what did me, you think of the film? <laughs> yeah, it 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 super made the grade. Like it still holds up. I haven't seen it in probably mm, two or three years. Um, but like there are some amazing performances. The cast is tremendous. The writing is really good. Um, it all feels really authentic. Um, watching it, you know, with like a critical eye for the podcast, I kept on saying like this movie just feels important. Like it feels like they're they're really trying to make art in the same way that like if you watch Saving Private Ryan or like Silence of the Lambs, like you guys are trying to make something special. That's not just like another movie that's coming out in this year of movies. Um, yeah. This movie felt very like important. And like, they, they thought they were making a big deal as they're making it. I love everything about it. Even the Gordon Gartrell shirt, which God, that shirt is, is that what it was? It's, I just, it's the, the Gordon Gartrell is a, it's a Cosby show thing. Uh, Theo yeah. wants a designer shirt. I think Denise is like, I can make you that. <laughs> he shows does. up like a goddamn definitely clown. Does. He it does looks, a lot of like, his, yeah. his arm, what is like one sleeve is like incredibly long. Yeah, it's, it's the worst fitting shirt you could imagine. And oh, um, that's so very bad. similar to the shirt that Trey wears so to the, uh, the cookout. It's the same color, yes. the same kind of color blocking. Yeah, it's very, very flowing, heavy. lots of material. That was, yeah. it was a different time, I understand. <laughs> a lot of silk. Different time. Uh, before we jump into the recap and the segments, do we have any fun facts on this one? Um, I have a, a lot, but I'll try to go okay. through them quickly. So Trey and Furious are based off of John Singleton and his dad. So like he had to go live with his dad hmm. um, at the age of like 11. These kind of blew my mind, so I'm going to get these out up front. John Singleton is the youngest director ever nominated for the Best Director Oscar at 24 years old in 44 days. That's so fucking young. Yes. And he was the first black person in like 1992 to be nominated (sighs) for Best Director. Oscar's so white. Yes. Very much so. So I was like, because I knew the young one. And then an article I was reading was like, and he was the first black person. I was like, no, that can't be right. Oh, that's for sure right. (laughs) It was true. I, I don't know why I thought it wasn't, but I was like, no. Because um, they didn't nominate Spike for Do the Right Thing. Yes. Uh, and no, that's, that's what, that's what um, Ebert was it's a, tri- it's a good trivial yeah. pursuit question. I'll have to keep that. Who was the first? Was the first yeah. Black. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And the youngest. He beat Orson Welles by like two years almost because Orson was like 26. He was 26. Yeah. Wow. 
24. I haven't accomplished nothing in my life. Go on. Well, and he was directing it at like 22 because like yeah, it takes time, takes time to get things finished. Um, Doughboy was written for Ice Cube, who John yeah. Singleton met and became friendly with while he was working uh, as an intern on Ar- Arsenio Hall. Mm. So that's like a fun little tidbit. And then yeah. according to Paul Rubens, who recently <laughs> said oh, this on a podcast. Can't wait. John Singleton <laughs> met Larry Lawrence Fishburne uh, while working as a security guard or something for Pee Wee's Playhouse. And that's where like they, he like first gave them the script. And that's why like Larry Lawrence is involved. This is before we go like switches to Lawrence. <laughs> well, hey there, Pee Wee. I'm like, oh, there we go. What is it? Uh, male, it's, like, it's the mailman? No, he was, he was the cowboy. Cowboy, uh, you're right. He's the cowboy. He's cowboy the cowboy, Pee Wee. Curtis was his name, I think. Cowboy, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, cowboy yeah. Curtis. Holy shit. Which is crazy because like he's still Larry. Cause I think sometimes like I forget this about Lawrence Larry Fishburne. He was like a child actor. Yes. Yeah, because he was young as hell in Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Yes. He, he was 18 or 19 years old. He was like 16 years old. He lied. Even younger. Even younger. Liar. Liar. Yes. And he was like a like a child actor on like TV shows. So I always forget. So like this is before he's making that full transition to Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then this last one is the only one I think I found that was kind of interesting. It's the film debut of Morris Chestnut, Ice Cube, and Regina King. That I mean, that trio. Yeah. They go on to do things and that's they do. Yeah, we talked about during Blue Chips how weird it was that that was like Shaq's in, like introduction to film, where it's like you had a whole career based off of this being your first one. It's it's kind of the reverse here. It's like Ice Cube. Why weren't you in anything else good? Like you made a well, lot Friday. of like shit, well Friday fair Friday. And I think um, he's also in Higher Learning too, which is also like John Singleton. Yeah. You guys are like next next Friday. When it when he moves out to Rancho Cucamonga, no, it's fantastic. I don't. I don't <laughs> in like, Friday is is amazing, of course. But I mean, like he has serious dramatic actor chops, like right sure. out of the fucking gate. And I'm like, you could have done a lot more of that. And instead, you made what was it? Are we there yet? And I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You making like, money, man? I guess. Yeah, you gotta make that money. Um, also, quick casting thing that I thought was kind of funny. Um, Cuba and Morris were kind of cast because they were like the first people to show up and <laughs> Morris read for Trey and he, did, he was like oh John Singleton was like he's good and then Cuba came in and read for Trey and I was like well that guy's great yeah. so uh, Cuba will be Trey and he, I swear this is what John Singleton said in this article I was reading the chocolate one can be Ricky <laughs> like, let's wrap it up I want to go to lunch because he's like a 22 year old kid and he's like just doesn't know any better and it's yeah. just like that makes sense he looks like a running back he does like he, yeah. he he fits the role there yeah um let's jump into the recap and the segments here dana where you want to get us started Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I said to Dave before you came on that I'm going to try to keep this light because this movie, like, is and it isn't. It's kind of, yeah, it's, you know, it it goes there. So, like, it's for trying to, like, thread a needle and make this, like, a non-depressing podcast the whole entire time. We'll try it. Um, So I'm just going to open up with, is Furious Styles the coolest name ever in a movie? It's better than Jason, I can tell you that. (laughs) Better than Jason Styles. It's fucking hard to top. Um... You know, it's, it's, I think it helps that it's never commented on. Like, yeah, the man's name is Furious Styles, and everyone's yeah. name is John Smith. We're Furious. going over to Furious's office. <laughs> yeah, and his nameplate says Furious, so it's yeah, just accepted. Furious, Furious Financial. Yeah. Um, this name would fit in with Homer Simpson's fake names of like Rock Strongo, Max Power, and Hercules Rockefeller. Um, Hercules Rockefeller was almost my first band's name, except Tony mm. Oaks would not get on board with that one. We were almost Hercules Rockefeller. I would have really liked that. But yeah, Furious Styles is a, an insanely good name. It sounds like a professional wrestler. <laughs> it's a great name. Yeah, I'm sure he got it because he was in Vietnam. Like He joined up because yeah. he knocked up uh, Trey's mother um, when they were young, so he went in. So I'm, like, I'm sure it's like a um, like a army thing yeah and really that also blew my mind when we told that story because i'm like okay so you're 17 years old your son is 11 you're 28 Mm -hmm. you look 45 Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's that weird part of like when you're black where you like look way older sometimes when you're younger but then it's like it flips the switch where all of a sudden you're old as fuck but you look young yeah the beard made him look older yeah. Um, yeah. The pictures of my dad from this age, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you look 40. That's fair. <laughs> but you still look 40 now, and he's almost 70. So, you know. Yeah. See, it's, yeah. you're right on that line. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like people get weird names because I'm pretty sure, like, it's like my dad and my uncle's friend, Crazy Bobby, but also Gizmo. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, like Eldrick Tiger Woods. Yeah. We knew him as <laughs> Crazy Bobby. Yeah, Crazy Bobby or Gizmo was this man's name. And that's what I called him. I couldn't tell you what his, I think it was, I'm not going to talk to him his full yeah. name out to the world. Yeah, you know, he's, he's his government name. It. Yeah, we don't need to be getting into all that. But yeah, like you pick up names in the military. I think so. Yeah. Um, you did acknowledge before that this is a very well-written movie, but I am going to call out a couple things that also lead to some of the questions I have about the film. Okay. Yeah. Um, the female characters are not well-developed. They are. They're not. Yeah. They drive the plot at times, but they they have no interior life or monologue or whatever. Just wanted to call it out. They're not great. Ar- arguably, the best developed female character is Cheryl, the crack addict whose little child almost is run over by a car at least once in the movie. Man, I suck your dick. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, man, I suck your dick. I think yeah. that was in uh, Don't Be a Menace South Central. It's, it's well. There was a character that, that was directly uh, yeah, parodying yeah, that or whatever. Also like Bob Saget in, um, in Half-Baked. There it is. Yeah. I've seen, yeah. seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him. I've <laughs> yeah, seen him. It's the same, the same kind of thing. But yeah, the female yeah. characters, like of the ones that, you know, we actually see they're part of the plot, the most well-developed is probably Brandy. 
but like all we know about her is that she's catholic and doesn't want to have sex i don't think they ever said ricky's girlfriend's name no i don't think she's she doesn't yeah they just they're just kind of there i guess it's it's boys in the hood not girls in the hood or people in the hood like which is props yeah. yeah, which is fine. Like, I'd ra- not fine. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> have wanted him to, like, try to figure out and do a terrible job. But it was just one yeah. thing I wanted to, like, call out because, like, we have no idea what Trey's mom, Reva, is going to school for. We know she's oh. getting a master's. We don't know what it's for. We don't know where she works. We don't know, like, what job she has now. We don't know where she lives now, but she's moved oh. on up. Her, yeah. She has, like, the quintessential, like, 80s yeah. fancy chromed chrome and glass yeah and you're just like go live with her it looks really nice like i have so many questions about reva so many questions she looks like she lives in um there was a cartoon that came out i think it only had one season i fucking loved it they did not keep it around on comedy central called moonbeam city uh, I'll post some images from Moonbeam City. You and the Moonbeam City. You Moon love Moonbeam yeah. City. It was amazing. It was really, really great. Well, Elizabeth Banks was in it. But yeah, like everything, it's just, it's set in like, like a, like a cocaine fueled 80s, basically, where everything is like cool blue neon on everything. Mm. That's how her apartment looked. It's like yeah. everything in here is like cool colors. And yeah, it, she really did come up, but apparently like never considered getting Trey back. I would have. I would have appreciated. I would have appreciated more Regina King. Yes, um, always. Her hanging out on the front porch, drinking like the grossest the part 40. of the forty, and yeah. being so. Wait, upset. wait. I was going to talk about. So, let, let, we'll I'm come put, back to that. Hold on. Sorry. We just got to cover one more person, and then we can talk about the greatness that was <laughs> Regina King in this film. Yeah. Okay. So we also like. I think she because she did want Trey to come back and live with her. I just think it was too late. Was 18, like you can't. It's been yeah. seven years. Yeah, you can't wait until like someone's senior year to do that. Like that's bad on you, Rita. Like you should have figured your shit out sooner. And they established mm-hmm. that she's gonna take him to live with his dad while she's getting her master's mm-hmm. to like straighten him out. And then once I'm done with school and I can be home and like watch him more, I'll take him back. Seven years for a master's, like you probably had it three, four years ago. I don't think it was like she wait. I think it was like a case of okay, well, come on home now. And I think like Trey's just like, well, I got a life here. Yeah, I figured it fair. out. Like I'm not. And Furious being like, I'm gonna let the boy decide. Like I'm sure there's a lot we could have learned <laughs> if we have time. Yes. Well, maybe yeah. we'll get to we'll come you to know, ideas around that. Um, but yeah, so like I had a lot of questions about Riva. Also, Brenda, Ricky, and Doughboy's mom. When we first see her. I'm like, is she also? She's got like curlers in her hair. She's rough. Being so mean to Doughboy, I might call out some of the lines she says later. But like, no idea what Brenda's up to. But then by the time like the seven years go by, it seems like things are going better for Brenda. So like, what's the deal with Brenda? Well, you know, I had some thoughts on that. I think I think that, and this is going to sound bleak, and I acknowledge that. I think the amount of time that Doughboy spent incarcerated, which just left her and Ricky by themselves, helped her, like, stabilize. Hmm. I think, like, just not having Uh, the... I know. But, like, Ricky is obviously a good kid. Like, he's the one who's never in trouble. He he just wants to play football. I mean, yeah, he's... He got his girlfriend pregnant, but, like, I think she lives with them now or something. She's always there. But he he seems like he's really easy for her to raise. Um, and I think just not having the stress of having Doughboy around 
because when we, we jump, you know, forward seven years, and he's not been in jail for seven years, obviously, at 11 no. years old, going to prison. But, like, it, it's, it's clear he's been in and out of jail for, like, the entire seven years. So I think just, like, having that stressor out of her life, she clearly had, like, a glow up. And she was yeah. happy and, like, joyous. And when we first see her, she's, she's not looking great. Yeah. So it's, like, it would have been interesting to explore. Just wanted to call out. Just questions. And then, as we said, I don't know. I don't know what Regina, like, I guess it was Shalika, which no one ever says this character's name in the film. I found it out by also reading IMDb. No idea what she's doing, why she's here, but she's perfect. Great. Every minute. And as Dave was saying, just one point, we're just hanging out on the porch. Ice Cube is drinking an old E40. He passes it to her. There's maybe like an inch or two left. She the grossest part. The grossest part of the as a hot flat forty. Looks at it, just chugs it, hands it back to him, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah." She doesn't say a word. She just has headphones on. Is just bopping to him. Doesn't give a shit. Perfection. It, it felt to me like she's supposed to be Doughboy's girlfriend, but I don't think she is. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a bunch of deleted scenes where we establish that they are dating or like were dating or are about to date or something. Cause I don't know why she hangs out with him otherwise, but like the scene, the first time we see her when it's her and all the other girls in the backyard, like blatantly objectifying Trey when he walks in, I'm like, this is great. Like I want more of just these girls hanging out, talking shit to each other. This is a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. Just waiting for the meat. You got to talk about something while you're waiting yeah, for the meat. Wait for that meat. Yeah. Um, so this, I think, is a good segue into the best use of limited screen time. I'm sure there's a better way to summarize this. I don't know. That's the best <laughs> I can come up with. But Regina Hall. God, I called her Regina Hall. It's Regina oh, oh, boy. Oh canceled. Boy. They're both great. They're both, both great. But how dare I, uh, you know, be Smooch. rude to a, you know, an Oscar winner. My bad. Um, so Regina King wins, obviously, because she um, is the greatest. But I'm, I really enjoyed Young Doughboy. I really, he's really good. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just really good. Like he doesn't look like Ice Cube at all, which is fine. But like no. he's 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 very good in this role. Just just fucking funny and like streetwise. Yeah, just, takes a kick. Take takes a kick pretty well. Oh God, he got. <laughs> Beat the fuck up. I thought I was gonna shit his pins. He's like, oh, I'll just be, I'll get up now. I'm fine. I didn't shit myself. I didn't yeah. shit myself. I'm good. Yeah, that was bad. It was <laughs> bad. Um, I like I thought little Chris was good, but I can't remember what he says. But I don't know. If y'all remember anything, little Chris well, was I, well, we can... both both versions of Chris are good because like little Chris with the extreme Jerry curl is his I his, think that's why his curl is great. His curl is tremendous for a kid that age. But then also, like, older Chris, I thought, was pretty good in this role. I think I was dazzled by his Yo, I'm Chris hat. Like, I, oh, there was a long time in my life I wanted a, it's not even Yo, I'm Chris. It's Yo, apostrophe, M, Chris. So, Yo, I'm Chris. <laughs> I wanted that hat when I was in college. I couldn't find it anywhere. I searched online for a long time and could not find it. Um, they don't give him a whole lot of, like, lines. But his physical presence, I think, is good. Like, he, he feels very much like he's of this scene. Um, also, honorable mention for Dookie. 
Um, Dookie, again, a what character a they give they give him nothing to do. Like he's yeah. just a, a guy that hangs out. But he's he's always sucking a pacifier, which is a thing. I that's want. who. That's the one. Okay, that's who he's sucking the pacifier. He has a shirt on that just says Dookie on it. When we first see him, so, so it's that Chris in the hat and Dookie on the shirt, so we know who's who. Yeah, that guy, like that actor or person, because I think like Doughboy's crew was originally supposed to be filled out by the members of NWA. Oh god! But I don't need that <laughs> too um, much. When he left, when Cube left, they had to like cast people, so they just pick like kind of random people. And the guy who plays Dookie, like. Would, uh, was always like chewing and sucking on a pacifier as a way to quit smoking and okay. John Singleton just incorporated it into the film. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because the, the guy who gets killed later on does look a lot like Easy e And so I, I could see how Cube was like, I'm going to kill Easy e real quick here. They beat um, up uh, the guy who snatches Dookie's chain is wearing an Easy e shirt. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. That beef was real. A lot of good hats and gear in this movie. Lots yeah. of Georgetown Hoyas, Raiders, all that stuff. Should oh, I have done you. a Frosted Tips and Butterfly Clips? We could have. I, I, I would have been like, that's a pretty sweet Hoyas t-shirt early in the movie. I'm like, oh, okay. But I also I also love the Georgetown Hoyas for whatever reason when I was a little kid, too. Because was it that it, it was the Thompson era with uh, yeah. Patrick Ewing and everything? Ewing. Everyone, loved, everyone loved Georgetown. Yeah. Well, but, you know, uh, it's funny because... Um, that's the kind of shit that I'm designing now at my current job. Like it's mm-hmm. like try to try to recreate like nineties graphics. Cause when I first started, it was like seventies, eighties stuff, but I've been with the company long enough that it's like, well now college kids with nostalgia is nineties shit. And I'm like, Oh, this is impossible to try to recreate. This is, I can't do this shit at all. Um, there was another shirt that I liked that I would legit wear right now. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. Wears it's a black shirt. That this has like Crenshaw across the chest in like slightly less dark black. Yeah. Like a puffy, yeah. kind of like a puffy graphic. I'm like, that is a dope shirt. Like it's yeah. understated, but I like that a lot. But uh yeah, yeah he yeah, wore yeah. a Georgia tech hat at one point. I'm like, what's what's going what's what's going on? Nothing yeah. USC, UCLA, nothing but nothing. Georgia nothing. Tech. We're going Georgia way tech. across the other side of the country. Okay. Yeah. 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 Maybe they like sent it to him. I don't know. Maybe um, it was a black and yellow thing. If it was colors, I have no been. idea. Could maybe, maybe. Um, well, this doesn't really uh, dovetail nicely into the next segment I was going to do. It did originally, and then we <laughs> got sorry. That's it's on okay. Because <laughs> um, I thought, you know, after talking about Doughboy, it's really young Doughboy had a lot of the lines. I chuckled that, so I thought we could do potent quotables. What did you say? Yeah, there's a lot. There um, a lot. I'll just run through the couple of uh, Doughboy ones, young Doughboy, that I really enjoyed. Uh, so Trey has to go live with Furious, um, and Furious is raking the leaves when they show up. Um, and he's like, I don't know, he's just being tough on the boys. And I forget what he says, but it leads Doughboy to go, Damn yo, daddy mean. He's worse than the boogeyman himself. Jesus. He says that, and he's like, "Oh, you got to do all these leaves. Who do you think you is, Kuta Kente?" Oh my God, <laughs> n- Number one, I didn't see a lot of trees on that street either. No, I don't know where all those, sure leaves where those leaves came, leaves from. came from. I mean, <laughs> they needed to give him something to do in the front yard. They had to just put a bunch of leaves in just that yard. Look at the yards next to it. I will say, not a lot of leaves. I felt so bad for him because, like, when it starts off, it's like full daylight, like noon. Mm-hmm. By the time yeah. it's done, it's 
dark outside. His shirt is all open now. He's got leaves in his hair. <laughs> like, I think was there for seven yeah. hours. Was he picking yeah. them up one by one? Like, that's the only one. It's yeah. not a big yard. And I'm like, you, I mean, I know it's hot. <laughs> like, you've been there all fucking day. You have no headphones, no podcast to listen to. Poor kid. Yeah, it was rough. This one, it's not great. But again, just the way this kid delivers it. So they're looking at a new girl who is Brandy. Well, like, it's a young Brandy. And Ricky and Doughboy are, like, arguing over whose girl it is. And Ricky says, it's my wife. And little Doughboy goes, I stick my ding-a-ling in her every night. So that makes her mine. I was like, oh, God. That's my ding-a-ling in her. Well, that, that it Interesting thought. Her. Interesting <laughs> thought. Not correct. No. Interesting also, thought. You're not sticking your dingling in anything. There's, there's a moment that comes a little bit later on between uh, Trey and Furious where they're having their first of multiple sex talks. And Trey is like, Well, I know if I take a girl and put my thing in her, nine months later, a baby comes out. I'm just like, Gee, I guess. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So you know that much. We'll talk yeah. again later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll just stick a pin in that. We'll get you some prophylactics. Oh, yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there there were a couple that I wanted to call out. Um, that we talked about Brenda being really stressed out and just like not doing well when we first meet her. There's a couple lines that she's got where she's like yelling at her kids, but the the one that really stood out to me, I think this is like as Doughboy is leaving. Where are you going to you little fat fuck? You ain't got a job, and I'm like, oh Jesus. God. <laughs> <laughs> down it just cracked me up fat fuck holy shit if that's where your day starts that's that's real tough yeah getting getting out the door like yep i'm I'm a fat fuck you're you're right mom (laughs) i'll see you later there is before that though she is just yelling at him and he's just brushing his hair just doesn't give a shit this is part of his life um Mm -hmm. there's we talked about the sex talk they have another sex talk later on where the last thing that Furious says as Trey is leaving now says, Pill ain't gonna keep your dick from falling off. True. Oh, fall off, huh? It's true. There's a line that Trey, some of these, I'm just like, why did you write this? There's a line that Trey says on the phone to Brenda, oh, uh, no. not to Brenda, um, to Brandy. They're, they're like flirting. It's, you know, very much young love. And there's a part where Brandy's mom, tells brandy to tell trey that she thinks his dad is cute and his his answer is hey if my daddy messed with your mama your brother and sister do that little incest thing and i'm like you can't make incest sound sexy trey <laughs> what are you doing he tried he tried <laughs> one of the, one of the few lines monster has big country booty big country titties booyah there is no context to that it, there's no there's no lines before it there's no lines after it he just says it by itself yeah. and the one last thing, one the last yeah. one i wanted to call out um this is one that i have i used recently um I, i'm in i'm in a, a number of um garbage reality tv facebook groups and okay. uh one of them somebody put up a picture of one of the women from one of these shows who has gotten very thick in the off season and like mm-hmm. not like she's mm-hmm. out of shape like off like season. you've been doing squats and all kind of shit like yeah. and i think I, I i did not realize it that this line came from that movie but uh trey sees a woman walking by and says damn 
baby got more cake than Duncan Hines. <laughs> like, you're, you don't even know this woman. You have a girlfriend. But yeah, I, I did say that. Yeah, more cake than Duncan Hines is a is a quality hmm. line. Yeah, um, I've always told myself I need to learn how to play dominoes, but yeah, I discovered Cuban. from <laughs> I've I, I discovered from Ice Cube just to to win the game. All you gotta do is domino, motherfuckers. Yeah, and 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 he won the game. Yeah, I thought that was that was really something. Um, I'll skip the. Doughboy talking about God thing. That's kind of a bummer. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, there's a lot of he- heavy conversation toward the the uh, the, the furious and trade con- con- the conversation. Like, you got to shoot somebody now. Well, here I am. Shoot Go me. on, shoot me, shoot me. You're you're bad, right? Come on. Um, and he's just like, okay, all right, okay. Yeah. And it's give it's, me the it, motherfucking it, gun, Trey. It reminded me. I, it, I actually just saw last week Goodwill Hunting, where it's like, where he just talks at him. It's like, and eventually just collapses crying. I'm like, yeah, I've, I, I've seen that happen in, in movies before. Yeah, Friday um, too. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care what's going on in the hood. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing what I wore for years: khaki shorts, black t-shirt, yeah, and slippers of some sort. Slippers I thought socks. I thought Wait. I had invented it, but it was Ice Cube. <laughs> White socks. After a long so night high. of not sleeping, yeah. of not sleeping, just drinking a forty yeah. at seven a.m. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's never been up that early before. I don't know what time yeah. it is. It could be. Yeah. I don't know. Oh boy. All right. Now that we've covered some of the more quotable lines, you know, we can get into it. Where it's basically, and I guess like I hadn't really thought about it because I hadn't watched this in a while, and I was like reading the trivia, and then I also read an article. Um, that mentioned it where it's like this really just truly is like a a coming of age story there are like illusions and nods to other ones the biggest one is Stand By Me which was one of John Singleton's like favorite movies and it's part of the reason why yeah yeah. I'm watching this I'm like Jesus (laughs) well Rob Reiner didn't even pick up on it he told so the guy that that was the producer Nicolades Nicolades whatever I was okay. like, why'd you have like Doughboy fade out at the end like we did in Stand By Me? And he was like, You <gasps> didn't stand by me. There's <laughs> a love letter me. to it. And Rob was like, Wait. Oh my God, I didn't even catch it. Uh-huh. Same thing in Sandlot, too. I was like, uh, yeah. Bertram got really into the 60s. We never saw him again. It fades away. <laughs> yeah. That was a thing. Well, I think it's thing. like, because you, you, yeah, you, you kind of watch it under this guise of like, it's the boys in the hood and you don't like really like drink it all in. But it truly is. It's just like, it's a coming of age story that then does all of these like, okay, well, here's the fucked up version or here's their version where there's like, here's the relatable quote unquote wholesome piece. But then like, here's how it becomes like hood specific. So it's like a, an oscillation, like at all times between the two. Yeah. Um, I'll, yeah, like I'll call it some other ones, but I just wanted to start with for this one, you know, like Trey gets in trouble at school and uh, I immediately, cause his teacher, Oh, piece of not shit. Not a good teacher. Not a good I, teacher. I had in my notes, you know, fuck this lady multiple yeah. times. Just, mm-hmm. just fuck her. Because, like, she's teaching a boring lesson about pilgrims or whatever. A whitewashed version of the Thanksgiving story without the genocide part. Yes. Or, yes. like, it's just, like, an interesting thing because while she's, like, talking about this, like, and John Singleton does this a lot. It's like a, like a something is playing and then something completely opposite is happening. So like there's whether it's a soundtrack or dialogue and she's like giving this 
lesson about the fucking pilgrims and it's just the drawings that the kids made were like one of them is a funeral um other ones are like lapd helicopters like searching yeah. for people and like something else and you're like you think these fucking kids give a goddamn about the pilgrims no they no. don't no, nor does this teacher who is teaching with the flattest affect you've ever heard. She doesn't care about her job at all. Yeah. yeah that's why they eat turkey and stuffing to get strong because they're pilgrims. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's <laughs> terrible. And this then, so like, he gets into a fight, which I didn't take the quotes from it, but basically, because he, she's like, oh, she's like, come on up and teach the class. And he's like, bet, let's go. Yeah. And he goes up and starts teaching. And I was like, and he's he right thought, too. Yeah. He, he, he says some truth. Humanity being in Africa was his his lesson that he was going to. Yeah. Get. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you know, doing his stuff, and but he, a fight went up breaking out. So the teacher calls home to Riva, and she's like, the teacher says, um, "Are there some problems in the home? Are you employed?" To yeah. Riva, and she's like, "Yes, I am. I'm actually working on a master's degree." And she goes. Then you are educated. I was like, this heifer is trying to work. It gets better from there, too. It gets better from there, too. His father. What? (laughs) Father? What do you think we just make of ourselves? I was like, this woman. The fucking worst. Oh, boy. It was rough. So then because of all that, uh, she has to go live. Or uh, Trey goes to live with Spurious because Reva also had him. They wrote a contract. He's like, and if I continue to do poorly in school... I will go live with my father. So it was this, in writing. This was my childhood, by the way. We had <laughs> contracts out the wazoo. Uh, we had some that were on the refrigerator and then some that were in like a file cabinet. So it's like if we really? would make an agreement, my mom and I would, and I would like sign my name on some paper and she'd be like, all right, like if you don't clean your room or if this happens or whatever, like I'm going to bring the contract out. And then she always would be like, oh, who's that? That's Brett, that's you, isn't it? You signed this. Oh, look at that. Yeah, this was, she might have gotten it from this movie. I don't know. What Mm. would happen if, like, she would just mention, what were, like, their terms? There were, were, like, a punishment, like, you know, if I don't keep my room clean, I can't play video games or what have you. Like, it was was that kind of, like, I I agree that if I'm going to get the Super Nintendo, then my room will be clean. And if it's not, she would refer to that and be like, well, I guess it's going to go away for a while because you are keeping the room clean kind of a thing. Gotcha. We had we had a lot of them though. This is a, a prime parenting tool that she used. My brother apparently my my niece wanted a dog, so she had to write a proposal, and there was negotiations. Both of her, I feel bad for the child. Both of her parents are lawyers. She's not like <laughs> negotiating her way out of anything. But yeah, I mean, well, my wife did that when she wanted to get her um her curfew extended. I'm not sure how old she was, sixteen, seventeen. Um, her mom was like. I say no, but like if you can make a proposal and convince me, then I'll I'll consider it. And she made a full PowerPoint and like presented it. And her mom was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll extend your curfew now." That's a story that I've heard multiple times from mother-in-law. Mm. Yeah, different. You know, it's a wholesome version. Not mm-hmm. you know, you're going to live with your dad. Yes. You're getting out. <laughs> Get um, out of here. Yeah. So he goes to live with his dad. As I mentioned, he had to go rake the leaves that one day. We get a lot of those great doughboy lines. But also, after he rakes the leaves, cleans up, I just wanted to give a special shout out to the father-son pump and iron heart-to-heart situation. Very cute. Durius yeah. is bench pressing. Trey's nice. got a little dumbbell. Mm. Just yeah. talking about, you know, what are the rules, man? And it was, it was, it was very sweet. And it was, it was nice that Furious made a point to let him know that he's not just being mean to him to be mean to him. But he's like, hey, I'm doing this so that 
when you get older, like you'll know what it means to have responsibility and be a man. I'm like, that's a nice moment to put in there because otherwise it would just be like, this is your kid who's coming to live with you and you're right away like, break these fucking leaves. <laughs> like that's, that's a rough way to start. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I think he says like, I'm just trying to teach you responsibility. A lot of the, these other kids don't have a dad or it's, I wrote it down somewhere, but yeah. yes, I thought it was sweet. You know, just something, something smart. Um, and then this is where like kind of the allusions to Stand By Me happen. Cause then the kids are just like kicking around the neighborhood, but they live in South Central LA. So yeah. like little Chris is like, you want to see a dead body? And it's like, not like let's go traipse through the the jungle and the forest and have an adventure it's like yo we just go walk two blocks over down an alley you could smell them from here it's it's not too far but we have to take the train tracks to get there i'm like no jesus okay if that's me at 11 i'm like oh no fuck no i don't want to see a dead body Mm. absolutely not right (laughs) i yeah would have been no but i was also i would have said no i would have said no as well I was scarred for life? No. I was an indoor kid. So I was I was a relatively indoor kid myself. It wouldn't wouldn't have been me. No. Um, but then when they're like going over, they have like a run-in with some gangbangers and they try to take Ricky's football, and they're like, Chris is like, I got a football, I can give it to you. And Joe Boy's like, that's not the point from his daddy. Daddy That's why that boy, yeah, daddy gave him that football. Um I gotta say, on that moment, on just this interaction in general. Um, I feel like the movie did a really, like, it was a smart and different move to set it in L.A. Um, There's, like, a number of hood movies from this time. Um, Juice, New Jack City are both, like, within a year of this. I think think New Jack City was the same year and Juice was the year later. But, like, those movies Mm -hmm. are very much set in, like, super urban blight. Like, instead of setting this movie in a place where, like, it's all in an apartment complex or, like, in a project, everyone is in single-family homes there's lawns it's always sunny there's palm trees everywhere like you don't see a single puffy jacket or a pair of tims anywhere in this fucking movie it made the whole thing feel so different and like even the gangbangers in this scene like they're over here tossing a football and goofing off like if this was you know set in like new york or baltimore or detroit they're just like outside shivering and mean mugging and like smoking cigarettes and seeing their breath so like i think the setting of this movie does so much to it to like change how it would feel it'd be so easy to set this in like chicago on a cloudy day all the time like no no no. this is sunny la it just gives it so much more energy than a lot of the other movies that were like contemporaries of it yeah it kind of i don't know if you've seen the show it might have been on own but now you can get it on um hbo max called david mcmahon no it's mm-hmm. very good it's set mm-hmm. in miami mm. and it's about like a really smart kid who like lives kind of in the project is by the guy who wrote uh, Moonlight where the play is like black boys look blue in the moonlight. Um, It's kind of like his neighborhood and it's like an interesting, it's a similar, I only watched the first season. I haven't watched the second season yet, but it's like a similar thing where like a kid who's smart trying to get out of his situation, but like there's things in Mm. his projects that are like, but it's all, it's Miami. So it's like hot. Every zone is just what and then there's like rain i don't know it's very good it just, I highly it just recommend looks so different. it's just so yeah. it's refreshing to see a different setting for this kind of a story yes very true um so they do have a run-in with the gangbangers um like the one guy like the guy says he's gonna give the ball back but like you're unclear but then doughboy like kicks him in the shin so then that guy like knocks out like a kid and like beats him up 
Yeah. And he's like, well, now I'm definitely not giving it back. And like, was like, I told you not to bring that football. Like, blah, blah, blah. But then like, Ricky's just looking so forlorn. Like, uh, thank God. Ricky is just like a simple, simple at this time, it's a simple little boy. Just yeah. looking like longing, like a sad puppy. And one of the guys is like, give him the football. And he gives the, it back the to him. Biggest gangster. The biggest gangster. And it was very sweet. But you're like, God damn, Ricky, you're so dumb. Which yeah. um, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we can spend some time on Ricky later. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like, they're also uh, like, they want to go to the store and they're like, what for? You ain't got no money. Just put a pin in that. That's important to remember. They don't have any money. And then Trey goes off like fishing into the beach with his dad. Sorry, Dave. Did you have something you were going to say? No, 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 no. That's good. Okay. Okay. So they go off like Trey goes fishing into the beach with um, Furious. And they have like three rules, which are always look a person in the eye. That way they'll respect you. Mm -hmm. Um, Never be afraid to ask me for anything. Stealing isn't necessary. That's a good one. Because people one. are people are afraid to ask for a lot of things. Yeah. Just ask. Worst yeah. case, they say no. no. Yeah. It's fine. That's great. And then never respect anybody who doesn't respect you back. I thought that was a good one. I thought I like yeah. hmm. I'm incorporate that in my life. I like it. Yeah. Um, but then you come home and they're like driving home and it's the five starships paying singing like ooh child things mm. are gonna get easier and it is keep Lil your Boy head up yeah and little chris getting arrested because they yeah. were stealing and i was uh, just like oh uh-huh. so it begins handcuffs yeah <laughs> yeah it was rough. Sad. yeah and this yeah. is like kind of like a different thing where like he goes you know it's he's winds up because i remember when like we flash forward and they were having like a welcome home party. I was like, was he really in jail for seven years for stealing something from a corner store? I was like, sure for a second. Well, he, he stole plutonium from the nuclear power plant. That's how he, that's the only thing I get they got for seven, seven years. But no, no it's uh, just in, out, in, out, in, in out. out. They clear it up. But at yeah. first I'm like, oh God. I know. I was yeah. like, oh fuck. I was like, what did he steal? Um, the whole store? But like, so this is where a friend goes away. And like in the more relatable version, it would just be like, the friend moves away and then like eventually they move back because like this happened to people like i lived in an army town and kids were constantly like coming and going um so because of this like trey and ricky become better friends because doughboy's in jail which rough it's tough um and then like now we get more relatable like coming of age things where like trey's thinking about breaking up with his girlfriend because she won't put out i'm like come on man and then like ricky has a baby and a live-in wife so it's like uh-huh. <laughs> yeah uh, things are things are gotten serious if this was like the more wholesome version you would have i mean trey would probably still be like you know ready to to bone and like having a girlfriend who's not down for it ricky would probably be like dating the same girl since seventh grade no kid but like yeah, yeah we're together all the time we're like lovebirds or what have you not we have a baby named ricky the third or whatever like <laughs> Like, three, three, yeah. And like that's the thing I thought was really—it's like your best friend has a child, and you're gonna be like hounding your girlfriend to be like, "Let's, we gotta, we gotta do it." And it's like, you know the consequences, like. And I'm telling you, I watch Teen Mom. These kids don't learn shit. So many of them are just like ready to get going again as soon as that kid is like nine months old. It's it's insane. Not great. No. Um, but there is also a point where like it's you know the classic scene, Ricky's get no Trey's getting a haircut from Furious, 
and they're like making jokes and talking about like you're gonna be a granddad and like um i forget what happens but at some point like trey starts telling furious a story furious like hey you had any pussy yet he's like yeah i had some when sure has (laughs) you you, you want to hear about it let's talk about it like the hit hit go yeah and i was like what the fuck is going i was like so creeped out and like rick like trey i don't know why i keep on the call ricky trey like walks his dad through this whole thing about like i met we met this honey and she like spit game and she liked me and then her mom and her grandma went to church one day. So I was rolled up. And, like, they show this whole, like, flashback scene. It becomes drunk history all of a sudden. I was like, look at there's There's, like, a butt in this. There's, like, a male butt. I'm like, jeez. No yeah, they're doing it. But, they, yeah. they do that thing from drunk history where it's one voice talking and, like, everyone else is mouthing the words as he's talking to them. And I'm like, yeah. This is, this is fucking hilarious. And George Washington said, uh, <laughs> now without mommies. <laughs> yeah. Is this your ride? And I say, yeah. She yeah. said, can I drive it? And I say, can you drive a stick? Dick. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. like a Woody in my sweatpants. Or like, whatever. I got a Woody in my sweats. That reminds me, I'm, I'm going to watch Drunk History later. Can't it's wait. It's a great show. Can't wait. <laughs> But it is like, you're like, oh my God, why is he doing this? And then like the scene's over or whatever. And he, like, he goes, he's like, Ricky, I didn't lie to my dad. I've never lied to my dad before. And Ricky's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Where's this coming from? I'm just, I'm just eating a sandwich in your car. Why, why are yeah, we even doing this right now? Milk. Yeah, why are we doing this? Oh God, the cartons of milk. Um, yeah. And you're just like, this is what you lie to your dad about. And I guess this is kind of, this is like a wholesome version of like, I lied to my dad. About yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not, not lied to my dad. Cause he thought I was having sex. I don't want to disappoint him. Lied to my dad and said, I am having sex. So you wouldn't think I'm a loser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what? Uh, yeah. Oh. I, I, I told my dad the other day. Yeah, dad. Well, let me tell you something. Are you disappointed? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Dad doesn't care. He like lies to him, but also is like the lie includes not wearing a condom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't wear a condom, Dad. She's on the pill. She's totally on the pill. Yeah, it's, it's cool. keep her dick from falling. <laughs> it's such a weird choice to make. Like, yeah, I probably got a pregnant dad. Like, why are you doing this? It is so. And then, like, you're like, oh, thank God it was a lie. But then you're like. This is the worst lie ever. There's so many holes. You could have made it perfect. And you're like, but no, I didn't use rubber. Jesus All Christ. you have to say is yes, Brandy, my girlfriend and I from across the street have sex. It's so yeah, it was still that lie. Oh, it was so weird. It was so weird. Okay. Uh, so that was like a interesting, relatable problem. There's so many teen movies we see now about, you know, trying to get laid. Uh-huh. So that's kind of whatever. And then another like thing is like everybody goes to the drag with their car which is like very american graffiti except this one um can be dangerous because just like the outsiders there's a rival crew except this one is a fucking like he actually never calls out any existing gangs don't have to i know who they are south central so i will not say them but in this world some were blue and some were red Yes. They do not like each other. Doughboy's always in blue. It's weird. Doughboy, do- yes. monster, um, Doughboy yeah. are always in blue. <laughs> well, yes. And, you know, and I, I will say, this is another thing that dovetails with them like, putting it in the setting. This is like a specifically LA thing. Like Cruising Crenshaw 
is a very like young person thing to do in LA. My parents, it's like since my mom was a teenager there, like this is what you do. Uh, I think it's like Sunday nights. Everyone like goes to Crenshaw, their low riders, and like this is a thing. And yeah, at about this time, a lot of shootings were happening there. Um, but if this was like set anywhere else, it would just be the house party from Step Up. Like this is where we're gonna set this violent altercation. But like, no, it's LA, so we're gonna do it on Crenshaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, they have a little scuffle. Which apparently so this was also a thing which I don't know if it would fly nowadays. But uh John Singleton didn't tell people when the gunfire was gonna happen. Oh, so fuck. those are- that's everybody's real reaction. And if you oh watch God. it really closely, <laughs> um, Morris Chestnut almost gets run over by Ice Cube. Saw that. Saw that. At the Terrified. last second. His leg comes yeah. about that close to going right oh, under that wheel. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But it looked real good. So John was it like, did. we're going to use it. it. It looked very real. People it looked real. falling down. Like, <laughs> it's, it's chaos. Chaos. So... Yeah, so this that, is where like it goes. Yeah. It goes awry because there's like a little people bump into another one another. They like chatted out. We we saw a very similar thing in the Outsiders. Someone did die in that one, but like not. This was fucking. He unloaded like an assault rifle oh, into the easy. air. Three hundred rounds. <laughs> stay stay golden. <laughs> yeah, this was this was insane. Okay, that's how. Johnny didn't die in the fight. He died from a beam. Okay, the fire beam got him. The fire beam did, did get him. His own stupidity. Yes. I kind of uh, resented the fact that the bad guy wore a bull's hat. Yeah, Anybody? Yeah, Brian? but it's red. You know. I understand, but <sighs> Chicago. God damn it! I love Chicago. <laughs> and make Chicago look a bad. And, yeah, a little worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So we have that, and then this is where I thought now would be a great time to introduce uh, that asshole black cop, which oh was... Oh, my God. <sighs> so we're first introduced to him when <laughs> Trey goes on the Furious, and someone, like, breaks in the house, tries to get to something. Furious has his gun, so this is where we see the gun first time. Blows some Uber giant... Man. Yeah, <laughs> giant holes in the front door. And I was like, man, that have been a human... God bless them. Um, yeah. So they call the cops. Cops take forever to show up. It's a white cop and a black cop. And the black cop like immediately gets an attitude with Furious because Furious is saying things and he's like, I didn't ask, whatever. Um, and he's like, did you get him? And Furious is like, no, I didn't. He got away. And he's like, oh, damn. Wish you'd got him because it would have been one less nigger out here in these streets for us to worry about. Oh my god! Ooh, I forgot oh about this god. guy. Well, it's similar. So, so like I said, I've watched this movie a trillion times. I usually seem to catch it right when like the barbecue starts mm. off. So I forgot most of this scene, and also forgot that same cop that comes back later on. But like this, to me, was a really smart choice to have the asshole cop be black. Like it would have been super easy to make him a white cop with a crew cut. But, like, he's the living embodiment of all skin folk ain't kin folk. Like, this man is a monster. The, the, the worst fucking person. And, like, at, the, at one point, he legit says out loud, okay, good, no need to file any paperwork, when Furious yes. is like, yeah, he broke him but didn't steal anything. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to give any kind of illusion that this man is a victim. Okay, <laughs> This man is a victim of crime. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't do anything wrong. He's just here with his son, and you're like, yeah, fuck you, living in a poor area. 
piece of yeah. shit. I'm just like, yeah. my God. Uh, yeah, it wasn't great. And he's like, I think after he says the line I just quoted, uh, Furious is like, Trey, get in the house. And I think he, like, the guy goes to Furious, like, do you, is there a problem? He's like, yeah. And the fact that you don't know what it is is the problem. I don't know. The line was yeah. way cooler. Than it's something like that. Well, and then also, he tried to be nice to Trey, like, right before Trey went in the house. He's like, hey, little buddy. He's like, no, get the fuck in the house, Trey. Get away from this man. Don't you talk to this? Don't you talk to my son? He's a monster. Ugh. It's very Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks. Yes. If anybody? Yes. My dog is named <laughs> Ruckus. <laughs> Not after Uncle Ruckus, but it was the only name on the <laughs> show that you could like. <laughs> use. I'm like, oh yeah. no. Uncle Ruckus is gone. <laughs> I'm sad that they canceled. I'm sad that they canceled that. They canceled the reboot. Well, I'm not sad that they canceled it because Magruder wasn't going to be attached to it anyway. It's oh, like, didn't know that. Yeah, Fuck they were going to make you without Aaron Magruder. I'm like, what? okay, okay, and no John Wesson, you know, rest in peace. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, who could have been Granddad? It wouldn't have worked. Nobody. Um, so the reason why I brought Asshole Cop up again, because as uh, Crook said, he does appear again. So like after all this like gunshots, whatever, everybody like tears out of the drive-on Crenshaw thing. And Trey and Ricky get pulled over to this guy again. And I think the same partner. And yeah, same partner confirmed. It, it was just, I, I honestly like don't truly know what happened in the scene. Cause I think I was just like, I don't want to watch this, but he like, like drags him out of the car, throws him on the hood and like literally pulls a gun and threatens to blow Trey's head off. Doesn't and even Trey is just like, time. No, not even. Just I'm gonna murder you because yeah. I can, and there's nothing you can do about it. Because I can, and that's why I wanted this job. Like he yes. explicitly says, like I got this job to kill people like you, mm. and it's like he didn't even say, "Hey, do you know why I pulled you over?" He didn't hit him with the "Oh, you got a busted tail light." He just pulls him over. Was like, "Get out of the car. Here's my gun. I'm gonna murder you in cold blood right now because I can." It you know was... what though? Kudos to Cuba's solitary tear in this scene. Like that is, I, I genuinely forget what a good actor he once was. What happened? He's been so bad for so long. What happened? I don't know, Cuba? but like he was That's, great in this movie. I've never seen a gun pointed at a throat like yeah, that before. I usually, usually it's like center of the head or something, but to see that and yeah. his and just, soft part. I, I think it was to have the tears go yeah. side a little better it was in, good. In, in the frame, but ugh. Yeah, terrifying and, and they get called off because there's a, a call saying they they get called off because because there's a call on the radio about a uh, homicide yeah. with the police because that cop's pointing a gun and someone calls like hey, i got a cop pointing a gun like right at somebody's <laughs> throat um can you call somebody off for it like yeah possible 187 yeah. and they're like oh you uh stay out of trouble now and uh we'll just, 60s. We'll just yeah. move on with our lives okay jesus God. he didn't seem to want to he seemed very reluctant to answer that call yeah, and i was like oh boy sure. um also samuel jackson movie 187 oh. can't remember what happens but i've watched it. Uh, <laughs> is he a teacher is he a teacher in that one you betcha oh yeah. we do it for the pod hmm, maybe um but this really traumatic moment for Trey, he winds up losing it, getting very upset, going over to Brandy's house, punching and swinging and it's fighting. And he gets very upset, shows a softer side, and some somebody's rocking, knocking them boots after yeah. afterward. Yep. There's a booby. There's a booby. He's in that bed. Yeah, more he loses more his virginity. Yeah. 
more butt. Yeah. Yeah, that like his acting in that seems also great. Like his he comes in the house, he tries to act like everything's fine, and his facade cracks immediately. He is punching no one in particular, just like yeah. freaking out entirely. It was that was a, a quality like psychotic break that he suffered in that moment. Really, really, really good. Yeah, it was very. That's like the first like chip in the armor. Yeah, for Trey because yeah. it continues to happen a little bit. Um. There is a scene with Reva and Furious where, like, they're trying to meet. Because I think Reva does want Trey to come back. And Furious, or no, Reva gets mad because Trey says he and Brady are going to live together when they go to college. Reva's not happy about it. Um, Furious tries to go, like, oh, you want to play mommy now? Well, you missed it. It's too late now. Interesting. Ouch. Yeah. It's rough. And then... Reva goes into a whole speech that, like, oh, because you actually, like, raised your son. Well, that's what mother's been doing all the time. You want a medal? I was like, preach. I mean, not me in particular, but other mothers. She raised him till 11, <laughs> and I think he still hung out on the weekends. I'm sure she yeah. provided some money. But, you know, just being, just, oh, because you're going to raise your kid, you want a medal, Furious? Yeah. Lots of people do you're, it, man. You're doing what you're supposed to do. On the other hand, though, that this is one of those things where it's like, I would have liked to have more insight into what those seven years were like. Yeah. Because to hear Furious tell it, it's like, you've not been around. I've had to give him all of these lessons. Like, look at what he was like when I got him and look at what he's like now. And you want to show up and act like, you know, you're going to tell me what's best for him. Like, you don't know what he's been doing. But to hear her yeah. tell it, it's like, no, no, no. Like, he's still my kid. It's just, I wish I would have had more insight into what their interaction was really like during those years. Yeah, like it, it's already like an hour and 52 minutes. So like, yeah, I get why we like, probably had to cut some stuff. It, but yeah, but yeah, those were like some of the things where you wish uh, we knew more. Um, I'm going to think at this time because like we can skip some stuff. Ricky's a great uh, football player. USC wants him to come. He just needs to get a 700 on his SATs. Yeah. Everybody's seeing the SATs. So we'll just have a little Ricky time now. Mm-hmm. Just so simple and dumb it seems just just not the brightest uh i think really like epitomized by the fact that he is always like drinking out of a carton of milk yeah. and eating a hostess yes mm-hmm. Ch- chocodiles <laughs> all over the place like yeah he's he's simple but they don't play it up to the point where it's like someone needs to like watch him like he's just his his Correct. scope of life is just very narrow. Like he's just yeah. At the one point, the 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 recruiter from USC comes to his house and is like, "So what do you want to do after football?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Well, you're probably not going to go to the NFL. So like, what would you like to study in college?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know, business, computers, <laughs> computers maybe." Like he's just kind of like a simpleton. Yeah, my buddy Trey's always talking about opening a business so like maybe, maybe i'll that. open a business and you're just yeah. like boy it's but you know we've seen it in some of the we've covered other like sports films where like that's literally like all people think about is like yeah. i gotta play the sport yeah um but yeah he has to take the sat which they all do and he doesn't bring a pencil doesn't bring a number to pencil no it's like rick what are we up to man what are we up to no. um and so they are taking the sat they're all in the same room and looks like Ricky's about to like fall asleep, just day- daydreaming, looking around the room. And Trey has to be like, "Eyes on the prize, bro. Yeah. Just focus Stand up. Stand and deliver, up. man. Stand and deliver. Take the test. Yep. Do it. Yep. Yeah. Do it. <sighs> just not the best. Um, 
and then you know sorry to be ruining it for anybody who hasn't seen it so you know what led to all the shooting at the crenshaw thing was that some guy bumps into ricky who this gentleman's wearing red Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, bumps into him, Ricky like immediately says something back, and you're like, "Oh man, Rick, come on!" Again, not the brightest move in that moment, but you, I guess you, you know, the posturing or whatever. Yeah. Um, the guy who was in that red outfit was also in a red car earlier, mm-hmm. and Ricky was sent to go to the grocery store. He tries to make Doughboy do it, and Doughboy's like, "I wasn't the one who's fucking asked to go. You go." They get in a bit of a scuffle. Yeah, Trey went to going fight. with him. Yeah, it was a full and fist fight, which is sometimes I was like, oh, this is, I was like, nah, I'm, sure I'm seeing my brother's fight. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so they go to the store, and then as they're coming out of the store, they see the car and they're like, oh man, we got to run. And they're running away. They get into an alley. Just a quick note for anybody who watched Euphoria recently. Um, ruse parkour through the alleys and neighborhoods of LA. Similar, similar vibe, similar yeah, there's, vibe. There's big they're, dogs at one point. Yep, they're walking on like fences. It was very much crackhead Rue running through the streets of LA. Very similar. Again, no one on this, it's just me who watches it. Just, just you. Any other fans. My wife clubs this, but yeah, just you. No clue. Um, but they finally get away and they're like, Ricky thinks it's a great idea to split up. Trey's like, I don't think so. And you're just like, Trey, pull the I'm smarter than you Trump card and just be like, let's stick together. I mean, so they s- two things. Two things. Yes. As, as, as long-time listeners know, I play Dungeons & Dragons on Sundays. There's a saying in D&D, don't split the party. Like, do not separate yourselves. It's like Scooby-Doo. We're not going to have two of us go upstairs so that Fred and Daphne can neck outside a basement or whatever. Like, no, no, no. We're all going to stay together. So I'm not sure why they would separate considering they live across the street from each other. But to me, the right move is you break out running and then go right back to where you first saw them because they're not going to be there anymore. Like, mm. you, you go down the alley. They take off. You stop, turn right back around, and run right back the fuck where you came from. Like in soccer, if you get a pass into the box, you shoot it right back the direction it came from. The goal is not going to be there. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Just turn – shocking to me that this is their escape plan. I'm just going to walk casually in a straight line. And just (laughs) hold – and hold the P, man. Get (laughs) moving. That's what I was going to call back. Sorry. Sorry about that. No, it's – So not only does he go, we should split up. But also, let me take a piss real quick. Yeah. Before we, and what the fuck like, are you doing, man? They my got guns. What are you doing? Gotta piss. <laughs> you are running from your life, but you're like, if he had been like, ah, oh, I could go faster. Give me some reason for why you're like in well, this moment. I have to relieve myself. They kind of try to, where he's like, they're not gonna do anything. They're just like trying to be tough guys, whatever. Blah blah blah. I'm like. You saw him shoot an Uzi into the air while laughing. That man is not just going to try to, like, be a no, tough guy. He's, he's clearly an actual murderer. He was running mm-hmm. away and almost got hit by Ice Cube's car. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he stops and takes a piss. And you're just like, of all times. And then when they're like, okay, separate. I'll see you at home later. Bet. They walk away. Still leisurely strolling. I was like. Slow, slow, slow walking. Men yeah. with guns, you are in an alley. What are alleys meant for? To allow people to move behind homes without being on the street. It's not like, a, oh, I'm on this little t- hidden trail. 
You are walking in a thing that is built to allow people to cut through in a vehicle. And you're just like, no, I'm just going to stroll. We're good. They're not going to come find us. Slow as shit. Scratch these lottery tickets. Scratch these lottery tickets. And then it happens. The car pulls up. Um, Doughboy knows what's up. He winds up like running. And Ricky turns. And this is not me calling this out. I've seen this on the internet. It came up when um, a character in Game of Thrones did yep. a similar thing. Rickon. Rickon in Game of Thrones, by the Rickon way. Rickon and wow. Ricky. Yep. Wow. <laughs> they know someone, a car is pulled up behind you and someone is, pulled, is pointing a gun at you. He runs in a straight line. Fucking serpentine. You're a running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Serpentine, man. Nope. Straight line at straight Cuba. Line. Yeah. He first gets shot in the leg. Didn't zig or zag. No, just straight line. Leg. He's, what do you call him? Is straight line? Is there another word for straight line? It's like zig or nine zag. Nine route. Nine routes. <laughs> nine hot, route. Hot route. Hot route. Yeah. Um, my thought would have been get over a wall because they are surrounded by cement walls. Yes. So my thought sure would have been up and over. Duck behind a trash can. Do something. Anything. But also, we said this earlier. He's not. The smartest no, guy. Brightest. He's no. not the brightest. Because no, he was sorry. also considering going into the army. Yeah. And Furious believes a black man has no place in the white man's army. Yeah. Like he's thinking about it because I have a kid and I have a future. I got to think about it. Anyway, that's a whole thing. You also have a about. college scholarship waiting for you. <laughs> Maybe just do that instead. Yeah. All you had to do. And that's the SAT scores were delivered before they went to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, I don't want to hear Matt, my brother, right now. I don't want to get the results. Yeah. yeah, so he gets shot in the leg, and you're like, oh, maybe he does survive. And then, no, just blown through his middle. Shotgun. Falls into Trey's arms. Um, moments later, so the red car pulls off. Moments later, uh, Doughboy and his crew show up, and... I feel like Trey keeps going, watch his head, watch his head. I don't know. I think he's in shock. So, yeah, he's just, I think he's just panicking. Yeah. So they take the body home, not to the hospital, because Doughboy's like, he's dead. He's already he's dead. dead. Yeah, he's dead. This didn't get me this time, like, just watching that whole scene. I was like, well, I've seen it before. Um, God, that sounds so, like, eh, whatever. Watch Ricky get murdered. So, it was so weird that they're like, let's take him home. Yeah, take him home. Take him to the house on that it, it was, plastic covered couch. Well, it's it's probably it's just just to have someone like full of bullets brought into your. That's. Could you imagine? I don't. I, I, I don't know imagine, what to say. No. I don't. I don't know what to say. Yeah. It was so wild, and your kids there, mm. and your oh. your girlfriend or ex. I, I don't know what what they were at that point. If they were still boyfriend and girlfriend, I think they're still together. You know, your kid's sitting there. It's like sitting there with it, just looking at you full of, oh, the, that's going to ruin a kid. The screaming cries of Ricky Jr., Ricky the Third, whatever. I'm like, oh, and, and, and Doughboy tries to step in. He's like, he doesn't need to see this. And they won't give Doughboy the baby. This scene is. This is what got me this time. Yes. This scene will emotionally fucking wreck you. It is. So fucking heavy. It's rough. Um. Yeah, and I guess like I had forgotten that this truly is the way the movie ends. There's like maybe about like 10, 15 minutes after this, but I like definitely thought yeah. this was early. I don't know. It's just if you haven't watched it in a while, there's just like 
this is what sticks with you about this film. Yep. And um, yeah, they try to like, Doughboy's like, give me the kid. They won't let him get the kid. The mom going like, this is your fault. You, you did, this. did this. What did you do to him? Oh God, I oh, catch you. Oh God. Oh my God. Like it's, Doughboy her acting is tremendous. Right. Yeah, she was great. She her was fantastic. Was really good in that scene. Um, yeah, blame, she blames Doughboy every time. And then all of a sudden, Trey has truly broken bad in this moment, gets up, walks away, goes into his house. I think he runs into Brandy, kind of like shoves her out shoves of the way. Away. He's covered in blood. Covered in blood. Goes to get Furious's gun. And then this is where uh, Dave was mentioning us earlier. We're like, oh, Furious is like, oh, you bad now? Yeah. You gonna go kill somebody? Yeah. Kill me. Shoot yeah. me. Shoot me. Oh, I see you wouldn't wind up in the wheelchair like little Chris, huh? Very good. Yeah. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I mean, he, he collapses. He falls into his dad's mm-hmm. arms because he's he's like, I feel like I should do something, but yeah. what can you do? His thirty-four-year-old dad's arms. He's younger than me. <laughs> his thirty-four-year-old dad, exactly. <laughs> Double that. That that's how old I am. Yeah, yeah. La- Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, very good. I will say the music underscoring this is some of the worst music in the in the film. It is. They, I, I don't know if they ran out of money. They couldn't get something. It was so like TV show. Yeah. It, it, it was very. It was very bad. Which was like a very special episode music. Yeah, like a lot of the other music in this is pretty good. It's not like besides the Ooh Child one. There's not a lot you would know, but like that yeah. really took me out of it. Um. So he gives him the gun, and you're like, oh, he's come to set. Like, oh no. So he gives him the gun, and he's supposed to go in his room to clean up. He hops out the window, hops in the car. You think he's going to go with Doughboy and them, or he does. He does go with Doughboy and them to look for those guys. But as he's sitting there, he's like, eventually, like, let me out of the car. Gets out of the car. Doughboy's cool with it. So everybody knows, like, yeah, gotta let. You don't, you're not about this life. Yeah, Trey, Trey isn't about yeah. this. Um, so he, they go off. They find the guys. Uh monster shoots all three of them and then then doughboy feels the need to get out of the car and shoot them all again himself yeah to death which (laughs) point blank was a lot yeah and then so that's how that ends they're just left in it does look like the strip mall from back to the future yeah yeah um (laughs) sorry i don't know why um but then, like, then the next morning, Trey's out in front of the, his house eating. Doughboy comes over and then gives him that speech, like, whether they don't care, they don't know, they don't show yeah. what goes on in the, the hood. There's nothing about my brother. Um, he's like, I don't have a brother anymore. Got no mother neither. Yep. She loved that fool more than she loved me. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. <sighs> Ice Cube could not bring the tears, but I still felt the emotion. Yeah. And then that's how, that's how the, the whole shebang shakes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, this movie is just fucking great. Like, it's everything about it's very good. Um, again, I looked up how old Ice Cube was. He was like twenty, probably when this was filmed. Because if it was, he was twenty-two, like when it came out. But you know, if we're gonna subtract the time from John Singleton, like he's probably twenty-one or twenty years old. Like he is. And NWA is already broken up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like this is. He's lived a whole life at this point, which is wild. But uh, one of the things that we like. Oh to wait, do is, wait, wait, what? Oh, you got wait, wait, wait. We have time. We have time. Okay. I wasn't sure. So I think like 
This is a question. I, I'm borrowing this from the Rewatchables, which I think they might have done this movie, and I skipped. I would not listen to it because I was like, I mm. don't want it to affect what influenced. I'm going to say or think about this film. Um, but I'm going to borrow it from them, and probably wouldn't want it to happen now. But what would you think if this was like a like a Netflix show or like a ten part? Like, could you spend more time in this world? It's hard for me to say. Uh, on the one hand, you could delve a lot more into relationships between like Trey and Furious, Trey and Reva, Reva and Furious, etc. Mm, I don't know, man. Well, my concern know. is that it would be really easy to veer into making this a show about Doughboy being part of a criminal enterprise of some sort. Mm. I don't need that. And I think Correct. that's probably where it would go is like we'd have at least a couple episodes of like finding out who his connect is. And like, I don't, I don't need that as being part of this. Um, I think if you're going to do it, you probably go, instead of jumping seven years forward, you jump like three years forward for three or four episodes, then mm-hmm. jump three more years forward or four more years forward. So we have more time in the middle so that we gotcha. kind of, you know, if you're, if you're talking about this is us, they have the version of them as like little kids, it's high true. school version. And then like the sweetest version is them in middle school. Like we Doughboy in juvie, getting out of juvie, going to real ju- Okay. Yeah, we would yeah. have seen what happened sure. to Chris when he got paralyzed, for example. That that would have been very interesting. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'd be okay Did you that. watch When They See Us? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like a similar thing yeah. where like the Jerome Jarrell character, I think they save his story for the end and he's the one who spent like the most time in, in jail prison. forever. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the one where, or no, it probably wasn't the last. I think it was like the fourth episode. That one like fucking broke me. I think it's I was just like sad. laying on the floor because I watched it in our office <laughs> yeah. and I was just in there like just weeping. Just, yeah. I was a <laughs> just year after year. He's still in there like by God, himself is in there. He was in solitary for so long. Ugh. You know, I will say, Sorry. if you're looking for something that's, like a similar feel that is a series um snowfall on yeah John Singleton. yeah yeah fx and fx on hulu and whatever like it's basically like how crack came to la um yeah and it's it's about a you, you mean this, this it was the cia right well that no the, real, well, the cia was or is that later um, is that, oh jesus okay. yeah that was they probably also crack but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's like it's about this guy who's about the same age as these boys who kind of like stumbles into like the drug scene and becomes like a full-on kingpin along the way um but it's it's got a similar thing where it's like yeah we've seen this with the wire it just feels different when it's sunny outside every day and it's like you know he's selling the people that are in like short shorts and shit and not like a puffer jacket so yeah it's 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 very good if you if you like this then you'll you'll really like snowfall okay Um, yeah yeah dave do you want to Turn this into a series? I, I, I don't know if there's enough there. Maybe if it's very limited and uh, maybe if there's like a, a couple episodes in the middle, like, like you were saying with the, uh, the space between 10-year-old and 17-year-old, a yeah. couple episodes in the middle, and then the final two ep- – like first two episodes can be the young kids, middle two episodes in the middle part where we haven't explored, and the final two episodes can be the stuff that we've – already talked about and yeah. then you see all the tragic stuff that really happens at, at, at the end but i don't know if they can do 10 episodes or 13 episodes or a full series with it but uh 
there's there's definitely a lot that we could see, but I'm just not sure if it could. They could have given really those female characters stuff. any attention. That that, that would, would help pad that out. Hey, just even even expanding it to That's six episodes, you, you 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 could meet a lot of those characters. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Okay, just okay. You know, just wondering. Yeah, well, one of the things that I like to do on this podcast is take a look at a minor character to see if this movie was the start of big things or the peak of their whole career. So it's time for an IMDb deep dive. Dana, who are we going to dive on this week? This is, like, very hard because this movie was the start of things for everyone, most it was, people. It was either that or you didn't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't... I don't want to cop out and do another Amy Adams one, but Keep I am like, junior. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to do Keep <laughs> um, But it's really hard. Like there, it, I don't, uh, there's like no one. This is very difficult because literally like so many people who are amazing now got their start in this film, but I will try to find one. I'm trying to look up one like right now. God. Damn it! Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. God, I don't. Just go ahead and do Regina King and get over it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Cause like I just literally can't. This is this Green is Dean. Yeah, she's fantastic. <laughs> oh my god, she's so great. We're gonna do it. Cause what else are we gonna be able to talk about Regina King? So I'm gonna do it because before this, all she was known for was being Brenda on Two Two Seven. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And Two Two Seven. So that was her first thing. Um, then it's this is her first film then she's in poetic justice and she's in higher learning and she's in friday um those are like her next four films which is just wild to me streak um a thin line between love and hate she's in jerry Maguire playing cuba gooding's wife um yeah jerry she's in mary jerry (laughs) jerry You gotta save, you gotta save my husband. Um, <laughs> and she's in House Telegram Back, Enemy of the State. Oh God, she was a mighty Joe Young. Why? Um, uh, yeah, she was. She's a bunch of other stuff. Down to Earth. God, she's in like it, black people are in it. Gina King's in it. Mm-hmm. It's basically like how it yeah, goes. All of them. All of them. She's uh, Legally Blonde too. Miss Congeniality too. Daddy Daycare. Ray. Uh, she's on Twenty Four. Uh, Southland, which I did watch the first season of. Very the, good. I watched the first three seasons of Southland. Love yeah. Southland. Check it Very out. Very good. Awesome. Highly recommend, everybody. Highly recommend. Uh, apparently, she was on Shameless. Never seen it. We were mentioning it before. When I, I found out... Like it. M- must have been in like season 9, 10, or 11, or 14, because <laughs> that show's been going on uh-huh. went on forever. Uh-huh. I, don't know. I don't know. It was 2014, so I don't know oh. if that helps. To hey, know season that Um, she does do the voice of Riley and Huey Freeman, which Mm -hmm. blew my mind on the boondocks. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it does them both. It really messed me up when I went to watch, uh, which I'm going to skip some stuff. She's on Leftovers, American Crime, uh, Seven Seconds, Big, she's on the Big Bang Theory. What the fuck? (laughs) Um, when she was in Watchmen, I like couldn't not hear it. The TV show? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. And she, yeah. she won her Oscar really for If Beale Street Could Talk, mm-hmm. a film I have not seen, but I know that I should. Oh, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so she's uh, she's in The Harder They Fall. 
I fell asleep during it. I'm just like asking to get my black card. You fell asleep. You fell it's only I, like I'm a partial membership. Yeah, it's only a partial membership. Yeah, it's, it's only a trial basis anyway. Who, but... She didn't play. Was she Calamity? No, that was Zazie Beats was Calamity Jane. She was awesome she was in that Trudy movie. Smith. Trudy Smith. Smith. Give another shot. It's good. I know. I wanted to. I think I was like, I had like two beers and I was just, put me down. Put a fork it, in me. It's not short. It's a long movie. So yeah, yeah I get yeah. that. It's got legs. Uh, so I did it. I decided to go with Regina King. Why the fuck not? She's, a few, mean, she's one of the two Oscar winners from this film because Angela Bassett was tragically robbed by Holly Hunter for the piano when she did What's love got to do with it? It's Tina oh Turner. God, you just gotta go. Play, you just gotta go play that piano. Yeah, that <laughs> the fuck out of here. Just gotta fucking play that yes. fucking piano. That oh is exactly God. how that movie goes. Also, fun <laughs> fact about that: Jane Campion, who directed that film, was also just nominated. She was nominated for that one. Uh, she was also just nominated for The Power of the Dog, whatever fucking Netflix cowboy movie or western yeah. is out. The only woman to be though. nominated twice for an Oscar. Huh. Oscar so what? Oscar so male. Wow, that's amazing! Wow, that's great. So good. Okay. Um, So that does bring us to the end of this episode, and just like the end of the school year, that means time to add some superlatives. Uh, Again, tough this week because most of these characters are very underdeveloped. But I, I I did my or dead or dead. Sorry. Well, one is dead. Uh, Two of them are dead technically. Oh, because we find. Oh, should I say it? Should I not? Well, that's the one I'm counting as dead. Who else died? Okay. Oh, I guess Ricky too. Ricky. Yeah, right? yeah, Who I'm else? Sorry. Ricky. Ricky too. Um, all right. So Monster is most likely to play scary gangster number three in no fewer than 12 movies. He has a look mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. He looks the part. Uh, Dookie is most likely to need extensive orthodontic work. You cannot suck on a pacifier your whole life and have good teeth. Teeth will be all over the place. All Sideways, the place. up and down. Pointing out. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris is most likely to go viral as a wheelchair power lifter. Um, we didn't talk. I don't know if he's actually a paraplegic or not, but his upper yes. body is gigantic. Yes. Right? It makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's, he's mm-hmm. like huge up top and like small on the bottom, which I guess it all makes sense then. Um, he was like gunfire, gunshot as a kid, I think. Okay. Well, so, yeah. um, Brandy is most likely to need a breather after this year's Super Bowl halftime show. Um, she would have turned up to that. I think she would have had a great time. And Trey is most likely to mutter under his breath about gentrification while driving through modern day Inglewood. Like he would, mm. that speech that Furious gave is dead on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, told you guys, there's um, a, a freestyle verse, a funk flex freestyle by a rapper named uh, Loaded Lux. The first line in that is a, um, a, a nod to Furious Styles. There's also a line where he says, uh, guess some people that sold Harlem were trying to change the community too. He's talking about like how rap is changing and how he doesn't like it. And also like same thing when they sold Harlem to white folks, basically. It's the same speech that Furious gives in this movie. He's like, don't sell grandma's house, basically. <laughs> He's like, hold yeah. on to it because yeah. the value is going to go up. And uh, yeah, Trey would have thoughts about what has happened to Inglewood nowadays. Um, now, this next movie is my pick. Um, Boys in the Hood is fantastic. Also very heavy. So I wanted a complete change of pace to something super unreasonably silly. Uh, we're going back to 1998 and talking about the college football classic, The Water Boy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you don't like The Water Boy? Miss Coach Klein. Oh, you I fucking love it. this movie. Yeah. Yes, you can do it. Yeah. Liverpool, not, I don't think I've 
seen it in a while. I thought you were doing like unnecessary roughness or something. It's I'm the brain. Gonna be it's jazz. The, it's the brain pain, coach. Yeah, it's it's a great. It can, it, what, it's who dare? <laughs> who dare? <laughs> who dare? Who dare? That's what they're doing. Yeah, it's oh, it's good. I it's love good. it so fucking much. Let's do it, Bobby. It. Let's do yeah. it. We we haven't had enough Ruse walk on this podcast, so we have to get her mm-hmm. back in here anyway. Um, we need more. Yeah, mm-hmm. guys. That does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Recapping Gown Pod and join our Facebook group, Recapping Gown Fan Club. We will keep the discussion going in there all week. Uh, if you guys have any opinions or memories of this movie, we'd love for you to hop in and let us know what you think. But if you didn't like what you heard, to quote Brenda, you're just like your daddy. You don't do shit. You ain't gonna amount to shit. <laughs> Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you next week. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now 